0: ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio
1: no doubt about it eh you're listening to Kurt, bill and jeff on let's go blues radio the original st louis blues hockey fan podcast
0: take it away boys come on st louis hockey fans stand up and cheer the blues are back strong this is our year it's the blues back. I'll write it, and we'll do it long. Yeah, it's the blues
1: turn now. <laughs> With that Al McKenna slap shot, you know we can't lose. We are St. Louis, the home of the blues. Come on, St. Louis. Come on, St.
2: Louis. Come on, St. Louis. Let's do that hockey. Come on. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 44 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, April 17th, 2019. This is Franchise Episode number 177, all-time. Uh, your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. will be with you for the next little while, talking St. Louis Blues hockey and their first-round matchup versus the Winnipeg Jets through the first four games. To interact with us on social media, follow us on Twitter, at LGBT Radio. Mine is at Kurt Price, Bill's is at Billy Blue Note, and Jeff's is at jponder94. Follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and the website is letsgoooblues.com where you can find some cool shirts, mugs, and stickers that you can't find anywhere else. Uh, And you can get the weekly podcast of this show delivered right to your smartphone by subscribing to Let's Go Blues Radio on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever you get your podcasts uh guys um it would have been great to do a show after the first two games uh, would have unfortunately we're doing a show after the <laughs> fourth game which uh completely different uh moods i would i would guess
1: yes <laughs> that is a very easy guess um yeah I mean I'm it's the best thing about this moment right now is that we're not in the middle of watching a game where i'm just constantly nervous and completely just clenched up and I, i'm just sad and angry
2: yeah you know it's funny because uh I, I tweeted this out uh, going in, in overtime i was not uh, of game four i was not overly um i wasn't anticipating like on the edge of my seat like oh my gosh any second now we can win this game. It didn't have that feel to me. It had the nope. feel like, oh my god, when are we gonna lose this game? Yep.
1: Matter of time. Yeah, I,
2: of that, time. and that was pissing. I and I realized it when it was happening, and it was pissing me off. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> the good thing though, with that perspective, is that you know it. For me, at least, last night, and typically this isn't the case. I was able just to turn the TV off and go to bed. I mean, I I didn't fall asleep, but I went to bed and didn't dwell on it. And...
2: Did did you sleep well after the uh, after the game last night, Jeff?
0: Uh, well, I mean, Bill kept tossing and turning, so no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Stole the covers. <laughs> cold feet. He was
0: cut. so he was so angry, kept punching his pillow. I'm like, honey, come on. Ah,
1: Bill, come on, cut your Screaming toenails. Screaming into it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that was for other reasons. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. shit, here man. here bite down
2: on this it'll help <laughs>
0: oh my well we just Woo. probably lost about 10 listeners Show was t-
2: well uh, so we have of negative negative 10 have. listeners now
0: uh um, you know, i uh man you know we actually had a uh comment on um our instagram page after game two uh somebody said you guys should do uh over the playoffs you should have two shows a week yeah and, uh, you know, it'd be great to have a show after this game. And I thought, yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, hell, if we could do every day, we would. You know, obviously, life doesn't let that happen. But uh, it's funny now because it's like, yeah, you know, if we would have had a show after game two, we would have had a really exciting, happy show <laughs> and then a really pissed off show after game four. Yeah,
2: the show would have been worse, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which... <laughs> you know that's and that's saying something because this I, i'm i'm a, this the mood of this show is not going to be that great but we'll we'll see what we can do the um we've been talking online and we got a lot of interest actually about uh, a charity summer street hockey game that uh, we're in the early stages of just talking about so uh in the in the coming weeks or the next couple months uh maybe maybe uh keep an eye out for that to uh, either participate in come watch and have a beer or whatever uh, with, with a uh, charity street hockey game between um, the various uh, blues podcasts and uh, any other team that wants to join, really. So um, that could be a lot of fun. Uh, playable for anybody because we're not uh, on ice or on wheels. where No skates involved. No skates involved. So anybody can play, any talent level. Uh, just kind of a fun, laid-back uh, little tournament for uh, charity. So... That could be that could be kind of fun. So if uh, anybody you know, would like to play and get a team together, uh, keep that in mind because that may be coming.
0: We'll be doing that in Kurt's driveway. So that's be <laughs> a lot of fun. right.
2: My garage door. Thanks you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, no, you know I'm I'm reminded of you know trying to think of you know how this would be set up. Uh, Do you guys ever play in the NHL breakout tournaments by chance?
2: No, I did hoop it up, <laughs>
0: which was okay. Well, uh, the, I don't the NBA
1: know, equivalent. The NBA equivalent. Well, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, the equivalent.
0: the breakout, I mean, it was on it was on Blades, but, uh, you know, they just had like a they basically rented out a big parking lot in somewhere in St. Louis uh, a couple of years ago. They did Washington University. Another one, they did uh union station and, um, you know, they just had booths set up and and, you know, different things, which I think that'd be cool, too, if we could get some sponsors involved and, you know, allow them to, you know, kind of take a little bit of space. And obviously this is. In development, so as I say this, this is something we have not discussed, but just trying to think of of things that we could do to to raise more money for charity um, we've talked to the other podcasts already they're very interested. Um, Bill is uh, probably not allowed to play because he's going to be too good, so <laughs> figure that out
2: there, you know there's some there i don't I assume there are some nice outdoor like roller hockey rinks in St Louis sprinkled about uh there's a really nice one in edwardsville Mm -hmm. um that is an option uh which would involve renting the pavilion i think
1: jeff mentioned there's one in brentwood okay
2: yeah yeah
0: Yeah, there's a great one in brentwood actually
2: yeah i I mean so i mean it's those there's a number of options we could go with so um whatever is more convenient for everybody and whatever is the cheapest
0: (laughs) yeah i mean that's that's let's not lie here that's part of it um we uh Again, this is more. This is for fun. This is to get the podcasts involved with each other, but it's mostly for charity. So, um, if you have any ideas for this, uh, I'm not going to say email us because I never get that right. Uh, send us a couple messages on Twitter, Facebook. Let us know what you think. Uh, and obviously, if you're wanting to get involved, we're going to probably need refs and that kind of thing. So, if you want to be involved at all, just let us know. Um, O'Reilly
2: is a Selkie finalist got so this announcement number two of the show. This is I put this under announcements, not so much under the uh, segments.
1: Under the, yeah. the news news right. This right? is this is more
2: right. of a hey O'Reilly is a Selkie finalist. Uh, Wait,
0: we have an outline.
2: Uh, we do. Um, oh, we, shit, I should I, really do that. I should probably share that with you. <clears throat> yeah. Check
1: your email. Yeah. That's the thing that ends with uh, at something.com. Right.
0: Is, uh, is it radio at let's go dot <laughs> Yeah. <com>? Yes. <laughs>
1: That's that's <laughs> that's your email, Jeff. Uh, the
2: Selkie Award <laughs> okay, is the second. the Selkie is the award given to the top forward who best excels in defensive aspects of the game. Uh, and O'Reilly was nominated uh, as along with Mark Stone and Patrice Bergeron. It's the seventh consecutive nomination for Bergeron, and if he wins, he'll be the only the uh, the only player in NHL history to win the Selkie five times. So uh, congratulations to Ryan O'Reilly. You know what's funny about this is that. After we acquired O'Reilly in the trade, uh, a number of Buffalo Sabres fans online were chirping Blues fans talking about how poor O'Reilly's defense was. Because uh, it was mentioned that O'Reilly would you know play get some penalty kill time, and there was some laughter coming from Sabres Twitter about oh, yeah can't put him on the on the penalty kill he's a terrible defender. And I'm like y- I don't think Buffalo Sabres fans could have been more wrong about everything surrounding O'Reilly. They have gotten everything about him wrong.
1: Everything surrounding that trade.
2: Yeah, I, I, that, that they're wrong about how how uh, I mean, maybe O'Reilly was a was not good for that team because the team was a shit show. I mean, he wanted out. Who who would blame him? But yeah, uh, he
0: said he said at the end of the year that uh, he was, what just tired of the losing. He, he
2: lost his passion for the game. Yeah, and when Which, you, can you and, play them? but you play in Buffalo, you lose your passion for the game.
0: Yeah, <laughs> look at look at Patrick. <laughs> exactly, Burkelin
2: fucking quit the league. I <laughs> <See>, Jesus Christ, <laughs> nobody wants to play there. They're so bad. Oh, I, I was just and when they when they tanked, the same time the Blues just took off. I'm like, oh my god, this is this is a perfect storm of happiness. And then, and the the number of uh, uh, Blues Twitter accounts, for example, that were with and Blues fans, they were silent. <laughs> Uh, They were even chirped back by blues fans and they, they did not say a word, which kudos to them for not saying a word. Yeah. Take
0: it. Yeah. Just take it. That has been funny. The, the process that I've watched on Twitter for the last, I mean, honestly, even, even before the blues turned it around because O'Reilly was playing so well. So to witness the, you know, the, the shit the blues fans got when the, the trade goes down and then pretty much the rest of the summer. And then even like you said, when, when the Sabres take number one for five minutes, uh, blues fans are getting chirped like crazy. Oh my God. And just watching the tables turn has just been so much fun. We had, a, a Chad, I'm going to say his name. Domin- Dominicus, Chad, Dominicus <laughs> on from, uh, die by the blade podcast. And, uh, we've been talking throughout the year about it. And, um, he told me, you know, he's like, man, I, that trade could not have gone worse for the Buffalo Sabres. And it's right. I mean, he's completely right.
2: Yeah. He, no, he's a, he's a, he's a good guy. And, and it, uh, I, I appreciate his honesty and his obje- objectivity, uh, in his analysis. So it was, it was good to hear. It's just so, it's so funny to hear just your average Joe fan kind of go off and just like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Hey, uh, your playoff brackets guys, uh, with the uh, with Tampa Bay losing, um, I, I had Tampa Bay winning the cup in my bracket. So did I. <laughs> so I had I had Tampa in the final. That uh that, that was a yeah. yeah,
1: mine's not looking so good. No, no. Uh I mean I, I think outside of some, you know, got a handful of guys in Columbus that couldn't help themselves, everybody's brackets busted at this point.
2: Yeah. And uh I mean, which uh, I mean, if everyone's brackets busted, then no one's brackets busted, right? I mean, I mean, as far as like right payout goes, yeah. Uh, so I mean, hopefully, I mean, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't have any other crazy uh, upsets the rest of the way, really. Right. To uh, to kind of make up for the fact that they get some points from you know other people aren't getting. So, I yeah, I, I do the I'm, Blues going to the final. That's a crazy thing, but we're in a Blues league, so right. A lot of folks probably have that.
0: Right, I did. I, 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 Tampa I'm, screwed. The in the final. I'm screwed because I got San Jose winning the cup and they're Ooh. not even going to get out of the first
1: round. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, after, uh, after the game Sunday night, um, uh, my cousin who's in San Jose texted me and, you know, just about what a tough game it was. He's like, yeah, sometimes it happens. Our goalie forgot how to play goal. <laughs> And, um, oh Jones! Yeah, yeah. well, and, and that's that's what that, I said going into that series. I didn't I didn't think Vegas uh, had any problems scoring goals because Jones just is not has not been a good goalie this year. No, and my favorite tweet after Thornton got suspended was, "Do you think he could learn how to play goal in that one game off?" Um, so the official beers
2: of episode number one seventy seven. Ah, uh, Mister Day,
1: what do you got over there? I am. Uh, I'm drinking something that was gifted to me, and you know, as I am wont to do, I like to make a metaphor of it. So it was gifted to me by somebody who I consider knowledgeable in the area of beer, and he was excited about it. And what is it? it it's say. it's an imperial stout with. Cinnamon and vanilla. It doesn't say it at here
2: on here at all what it is. Right. It's a uh, I can't even read the label.
1: M- it's melod- melodic. 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 Yes. Second shift brewing. And perennial. And perennial. I was gonna say That's I saw a a perennial first. Yeah.
2: I've enjoyed a number of perennials stuff. I haven't had too many second shift brewing. Uh, the nine point one percent. Wow.
1: Yeah. So it's it's an imperial stout. So you know it. I. So again, uh, it was gifted to me. I. I I was told it would be, you know, really good and exciting, and it's kind of like the blue series. <laughs> a Lock lot of luster. hype. A lot of hype starts off good and then meh, finishes it's, flat. It, it's an imperial style. Yeah, it's, you it's, know what? It's heavy and syrupy. It's not bad. <laughs> I mean, it's still got a chance to come out pretty good, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm on not your there yet.
2: Maybe if you have three of them. You, the third one would be pretty damn good. The second I, one, would probably, you know, good. Uh, I was gonna
0: yes. say first and second would be good. Maybe the third and fourth suck.
2: Well, the nine point one percent. The second one would be pretty good. Yeah. The uh, I, my big one of my big pet peeves with with uh, beers, craft beers especially, since there's the, the so flavors are all over the place. The labels they don't. They, sometimes they don't tell you shit about what the beer is. I'm like, if I'm in the store, I'm looking at this beer. I'm like, I want to know. What, I'm not gonna buy it based on. I mean. 'cause you're not cool enough
0: well, to
1: know what the beer well,
2: is. Well, I is that the thing? You, I think I think like, that's what it is. You got to be in the know to know what this is. They're not going to spell it out for you. Bullshit. <laughs> Come on. Tell me what the tell me at least tell me if it's a a stout or a it doesn't say anything. No, it doesn't it just says the name of it. That's Okay. Anyway, but it's not it's not your forte. Your cup of tea.
1: It's it's, good. it's all right. Okay. It's it's, it's all right. It's it, it's in my wheelhouse. Okay. It just not everything I hoped it could be when it was first presented. Right.
2: To me. It was overhyped. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like a good movie that someone else a movie that someone else says is fantastic, and you watch it and you're
1: like, eh. yeah, that's okay. All
2: right. Uh, Jeff. I...
1: <laughs>
0: uh yeah. Hi. How's it going, guys?
2: Good. Good.
0: Oh, you were asking me a question.
2: No, I mean, if you don't want to, I, I can read. I can just talk about my beer, and we
0: can move no, on. No, 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 no. Please let me let me have the floor here. Okay. Um, I've got uh, a little white lager from Schlafly. Something I've had on the show before. Uh, white, crisp, smooth, just like Bill Day. As I said on Twitter.
2: Yeah, he's not, Bill is not uh, smooth right now.
0: No, no. <laughs> he hasn't shaved in a while. He always looks smooth to me. Mm.
2: Uh my beer is the uh this is a I I took a stab in the dark. I saw this on the shelf and I'm, oh that sounds good. It's Hawaii Five Ale from De Steel Brewery in normal Illinois, which I've had to steal on before. Uh they're uh their moonwalker, I think it was stout. Uh this is a blonde ale with pineapple, coconut, mango, peach, and guava. <laughs> um, 6.4%, so it's, it's up there a little bit. Um, uh, it's, it's, it doesn't really taste like beer. Um, it tastes like something you get on a cruise ship, and which is good. I mean, it's, this tastes like a beach. And so if you're going to go to the beach or go to the pool and you're looking for a beer... This does. I mean, this is a this is a summery outdoor uh, by the pool or beach beer. It's not bad. It if you want a beer that doesn't taste like beer and tastes more like a more like a mixed drink, <laughs> a fruity mixed drink, this is it. Just
1: saying. It's not bad. Yeah, people around here might need something like that soon. God, it got hot today.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it. Get, oh man. Cause it got cold there for a little bit too, and then it went right back into the eighties.
2: Yeah, and now I'm sick. Well, not sick, i am just got allergies.
0: Yeah, me too. Fucking.
2: Um today on Blues History, courtesy of the At STL Blues History Twitter account. Uh April seventeenth, nineteen sixty-nine. Jacques Plant of the St. Louis Blues became the only the second NHL goalie to record an assist in the playoffs in the Blues three to two win versus the LA Kings. Nineteen sixty-nine, only the second goalie to get an assist. In the playoffs, how long has the NHL been around? They formed in twenty six.
0: Mm. Uh, gotta think they just didn't give goalies assists. Right? Maybe,
2: yeah. yeah, that's probably what the case was.
0: It was probably illegal for part of that time too. That's a good point. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, they couldn't actually go down yeah. for a while too. So, uh, nineteen fifty
1: three,
2: April seventeenth, nineteen fifty three, Bob Gasoff was born on this date, nineteen fifty three, in Quesnel, Quesnel, British Columbia, he would have turned sixty-six today. Hmm. God rest Still his soul. Still young? Gone way yeah, too not soon. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's, he's been gone for a long time. He's sixty-six today. Uh, today's date: nineteen sixty-nine. The first high school hockey game in St. Louis was played since World War II, as Chaminade beat Aquinas. 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 St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, Twelve to one.
1: It's <laughs> an ass whooping.
2: It's an ass whooping. <laughs> Uh, Jack Glennon scored three goals, and Ted Ausenberg and Ed Ray got two each as Shamaa beat uh, battered Aquinas. Aquinas? Did you say Aquinas? Aquinas. 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 Uh, Twelve to one you yesterday. Didn't go to Catholic school? Did you? No, I did not go to Catholic school. I didn't go to any uh, religious uh, back to school. Uh, was believed to be the first area high school hockey match since World War II. The match was played at the Winterland Rink.
0: Yeah, i remember that game well um i remember bobby johnson uh played really well and uh shit i don't know i mean jesus
2: the names back then were like wilbur it's wilbur (laughs) manfred
0: Uh, (laughs) big bopper (coughs) charles uh no that's man you see stuff like this from stl blues history and you're just where does he get this stuff? But man, that's 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 crazy. That's good, cool. Good one. for him.
2: Good for. I mean, it was it was that was a uh, sixty nine? So since uh, World War Two, so that's the early forties. So I, that's. I mean, hell, they have not played a game in twenty five years in St. Louis in high school hockey, which was kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. So since that, really the high uh, St. Louis high school hockey has only been around since like you know nineteen seventy or so. Yeah. So that's you know, and now we're turning out NHL players. It's pretty cool.
1: Yep, I mean when when we were growing up, the St. Louisan to make it was Pat Lafontaine. Mm-hmm. He moved away when he was three. <laughs> yep, he did. He did
2: mm-hmm.
0: learn to skate here, though. Oh well,
2: right. I guess probably at Kirkwood.
1: Oh sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, he said he skated at the Kirkwood uh, outdoor rink when he was two years old. I'm
2: sure he remembers that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I the remember. City is fond- I read a story about uh, from him that. Said he had fond memories of St. Louis. Bullshit! And I'm like, I how, doubt he had any
1: memories. Yeah, I remember pushing a chair at the chain link rink in Cahokia as a two and a half, three year old. Was really? That, yeah, I, I started, They say uh, memories I was, are
2: very hard to come by before you're like yeah, what four?
1: I, I started playing. I five? went. I, I've told this many a time. The first Blues game I went to yeah. was 1979. I was uh, three years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I guess it was three and a half maybe. Um, but Blues Sabres, I remember it. Federko. I'm pretty sure it was Federko had the winner in that game. Um, and but, Ryan O'Reilly sucked for the Sabres, right? Right. He was awful. <laughs> they needed to trade him right fucking down. But, he lost his passion for the game. Yeah, yeah. right. And the Sabres but, fans thought he was terrible. But yeah, after that Couldn't game... Couldn't play defense. Yeah, after that game, my parents signed me up for uh, Learn to Play and was pushing a, a blue metal chair across the ice to learn how to skate.
0: The That's only memory I have before I was three was going to a park with my family and... Uh, We had one of those nasty vans in the 80s, you know, Uh, those big carpeted van monsters. Yeah. And uh, we locked our keys inside. So they had to push me in through one of those little side back windows. And I got stuck and it took all of them to push (laughs) me back in uh, to get the keys. Because I was the only one that could fit. That is is my early childhood memory. That is honestly the first memory I have. What a childhood
2: I had. That, well, yeah, that was, is an amazing story. Very memorable. Good for you. Yep.
1: My uh, first memory is child abuse.
2: Uh, my, <laughs> my, my, I, I don't know my first memory. I can't, I never thought of, I never thought about it. My first memory.
1: Hmm? I don't know. Um, couldn't tell you. It's my most vivid early memory. I can't say it's my first because can't really say, but. I can't even... Okay. I'll the Checker Dome. I'll think about it.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, on the eve of game one between the Blues and the Jets, uh, a guy named Paul Gackle uh, calls himself a journalist, I guess. Uh, who He's, uh, he's not. <laughs> currently covers the San Jose Sharks, but grew up in Winnipeg and has had work published in the past in the Winnipeg Free Press. Tweeted this about Jordan Bennington. Uh, came across came across a couple of six year old tweets from Jordan Binnington, <laughs> Jordan Biddington. uh, that seem culturally insensitive. I'm surprised I haven't heard anything about it. He'd get torched for this if he played in the Bay Area. And then he proceeded to, you know, retweet Biddington's tweets, which you know, I'm not gonna read them all, but uh, there was three of them. But uh, you know, semi insensitive to you know cultures, uh, but but if you take them out of context, they are putting in context. Not as much. It's Mm -hmm. just a. It's it's a yeah. So
1: it's it's it was a a hack hit job. Yeah,
2: it was a hack hit job from a guy who didn't do any of uh, follow up research on something that he found. Uh, He didn't he didn't fucking stumble across either. He went digging for dirt. Mm -hmm. He went digging. Well, so well uh,
0: and, and let's let's remember too that out here in the Midwest we don't care what people say about them that wear burkas. In the Bay Area, that's where they care. Fuck them Bay Area people. They're just. They're two with the times. We're 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 like in the 1800s here in the Midwest.
2: You know what's funny? That uh, did anybody really care about this? I mean, some some people covered it and they talked about it, but did anybody really care? He caught so much flack for this. Um, I saw, I think, a few people uh, call this uh, call it racism, which it, it really isn't. But it's not or uh, and or. Uh, I the ninety nine percent of the people I saw called this guy a complete tool
1: for doing this. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, I don't know. I I think there had to have been a different take uh, up north in Winnipeg because every time
2: Bennington touched the puck in game, they him, booed him. They booed him. They did. But you know what? I listened that day. I listened to their TSN stream, uh, right. streaming radio station all day long, and yeah. they, were, they were they were talking about the upcoming series all day long every show it was fantastic (laughs) as opposed to here where you get two segments an hour you know for you know five ten minutes about blues hockey and then the rest is about the cardinals Mm -hmm. or whatever or nfl or nba which you know they try to justify we don't fucking have nba teams or nfl teams here so but they didn't mention the thing at all all day long not even not even in passing which i was like that is kind of fantastic I mean, it's a little it's bit a of uh, journalistic integrity. Well, it's it's a nothing story, yeah. and it's and it's Winnipeg state station. So, I mean, I expected a mention, at least a mention, and then to have people call in and give their take on it. I did not expect complete, uh, like a shutout of it to not talk about it at all, which was well, great.
0: Well, this guy. Um, which if you go through his tweets, it's hilarious. Uh, people, even now, if you see his tweets about the sharks, people say, well, you know, well, that's great about burns and all, but you know, what did he, what did he tweet about six years ago? I mean, people are yeah. roasting him and he deserves it. Um, you heard what, this on Twitter. What you,
2: you heard what? what was found on him, right? About the,
0: Oh the, yeah. The, I know all about that. The prostitute. Yeah. and Lippo how... made sure that everybody knew. About
2: oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, uh, shot by a pro or a, uh, Stabbed. shot stabbed stabbed by a prostitute that he hired yep. <laughs> it's like yep oh man you <laughs> you made a mistake Do not go digging up people's past
0: yep digging up people's past and he's got a past like that oh, yeah i yeah. mean it's an asshole we, we've already spent too much time on this sad piece of crap that's not a journalist at all that belongs on tmz um i loved seeing him get roasted you know i kurt bill you know we, we all kind of joke about you know the the bad tweeters the people on you know even just blue social media that are just awful and you know but we don't mention it on the show um <laughs> not often this not, guy, not often <laughs> well not all the time uh but this guy my god i mean he deserves every bit of flack he gets uh not a journalist the sharks honestly should consider giving this guy credentials after what he did i mean it's pretty clear he says he came across these tweets stumbled across them, whatever um Kind of funny, you came across those the day game one of your favorite team is playing against Jordan Biddington. How do you come across six year old tweets? <laughs> and the timing is insane. Yeah. Come on, buddy. Yeah, that's, uh, he sat on that until game one, and uh, it's shameful. So, yeah, that, that guy, please roast him. Continue to roast him, Twitter. He deserves it. Gackle uh, report.
2: Mike McIntyre, reporter for the Winnipeg. Free Press uh, took geckos tweets and wrote an article in the Winnipeg Free Press, uh, obviously trying to stir stuff up even more. Which is again is why I thought that their radio station would have would have just talked about it because it was, it was in their paper. Um, and that guy's a piece of work too. He is yeah. So and Bennington's response uh, said that he said it was a while ago when I was a teenager, uh, following the Blues. Uh, let's see, uh, it was a little sarcasm, joking around. You know, I was a teenager. That's what life was about. You live and learn, and you grow as a human. So I'm just here to play a couple hockey games.
0: (laughs) Well, and the fact that he didn't say anything was ridiculous. I don't think he, you know, he probably just did it because he said, you know what, I'm just going to nip this in the bud now. So I get why he did it. But it's, it's crap that he and even had to say anything. I love and you that, he, know that I
2: love he didn't apologize either and say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I love it's that.
0: Not, let's, let's face it. Maybe what he said you could say is you, you, you called it semi-racism. No, I, and
2: no, I, no, I, no, I called it, call it semi-insensitive. Yeah, or Semi-insensitive. Insensitive. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. And I'll agree with that. Semi-insensitive. But you got to take the, the context.
2: The context is huge.
0: Yes. And, it, <laughs> and, and think about, too, the fact that, one, he was 19. Right. Two, that was six years ago. Yeah. I mean... This this new trend of digging up sports personalities tweets from six, seven, eight years ago, that shit's gotta stop. I mean, we all think about how you guys were at nineteen. Think about how I was at nineteen. I mean, I was saying shit left and right that that if it would have gotten out at all, I would have never been given press credentials. So it's just ugh, it's ridiculous for him to attack Pennington like that. And and like you said, for the Winnipeg Free Press to pick it up, shame on them.
1: Yep. Right. And I Saw a number of people tweet this out, and I totally agree with that. How is it that this day and age, every professional sports team doesn't at least have an intern going back to whitewash all of their guys, uh, everybody in the organization's uh, well, social media? Yeah, we talked about that. That that, that was that was a uh, when it was brought up. I'm like, that is a great point
2: because with all, with especially now. With with all the past, the, the things that have been drug up from celebrities and from uh, Purdue, uh the the guy uh, Gun that did the uh uh, uh Guardians of the Galaxy uh, stuff, and he James his, Gunn. James Gunn. his old tweets uh, came back to haunt him. They fired him, and then they rehired him for Guardians of the Galaxy Three, which thank God. Um, but yeah, you would think that as an athlete, uh, if you get uh, you bring an athlete on board on your team, you're gonna have. You're, you're, somebody in the organization is going to, okay, we're going to go through your old social media posts to make sure and to scrub it to make sure nothing comes back to bite you in the ass you said years ago. That should be a no-brainer nowadays. I don't know why teams don't do this and why agents don't do this. Like his yeah, agent, Mike. my
0: point. Yeah. Well, yeah. his agent that is Mike Liute. <laughs> is it really? yeah somebody combing through Twitter so, and Facebook.
2: So come on, Liute. I'm sure he has a, well, does Liute have a staff? Maybe he has a staff. I'm sure he has a staff. We should uh, offer to be the staff. We should offer to to provide this service to people.
0: He should have a a Twitter staff.
2: (laughs) Only the most highly respected groups and shows have Twitter staffs. Mm -hmm. You're right. Right. So, I mean, let's not get crazy here. We're not at that level. (laughs) And neither is Bennington, to be honest. But we should start a business to provide services, to since teams aren't doing it apparently, um, to uh, sports athletes or whoever, uh, we'll we'll go through your your past uh social media history and we'll we'll uh, bring up anything that could be uh, considered uh, controversial and we'll uh,
1: scr- we'll look to scrub it for you. See, th- this is what I love about this show. This is like we're just drinking, drinking, talking, and you know. If we really were serious about this being a business, we wouldn't announce this on the air, now would we? No, <laughs> surely somebody does this. I mean, I, I, oh, yeah. any
2: responsible oh, agent yeah. is going to make sure this is done. I, uh, no knock on Mike Leut, but um, I, I uh, okay, a little bit. He should he dropped the ball here. He should he should have. This is something that should be considered in the future, anyway.
0: Well, I, you said it's an intern but, job. You just you yeah, just tell an intern sure. go but, through this guy's Twitter timeline. And see what he's tweeted in the last ten years.
1: Yeah, so I I totally see our business model. It's it's risk based. Six months ago, Jordan Bennington, it he's he was a f- punchline on this show. I know, right? You know, and now he's <laughs> he is what's standing between the blues and the abyss. Um, so you know, maybe you know, there wasn't a lot of risk in you know in what he tweeted because it didn't matter, right? If he wasn't going to come through, so who's going to spend the time? Well, why not? Bennington? I think once, once, the question is, you know, the answer, you know, Bennington is the guy, and he's here. Somebody's got to go, go through and do that. But
2: yeah, all athletes. And uh,
1: teams should
2: hire a, a service, to because really, I mean, yeah, it's the agent it could do this, but really, it's the team's investment. So and by hire a service, we don't mean a prostitute who's gonna stab them, right? Like Mister Gackle, uh, do not go his route. <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
1: uh, moving on. Like Jeff said, we spent enough time. Yeah, too much time.
0: Um, freaking freaking loser. <laughs> i have no problem i mean listen i i will say the nicest things about people who deserve it and i will say the meanest things about people who deserve it and i will say it to his face paul gackle you want to come on our show i would love to tell you what i think about you oh,
2: maybe uh we could have him and darren kimball on at the same time and you can tell them both what you're thinking about.
0: i love darren kimball <laughs> Oh, why he that's love not me. that's not what you
2: said the other that one show.
0: Uh, <laughs> I I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> wait,
1: wait, is this a Marty Brodeur poutine? Oh my oh, god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's a good commercial. I have not seen it. Okay. Yeah, an Inter- enterprise commercial with Brodura
2: with an apron that says "I love poutine."
1: And he's eating yep. poutine. Oh, that's cool. And he's ah.
0: eating poutine in an enterprise. That's awesome.
2: Oh, games one and two of this uh, first-round matchup between the Blues and the Jets. Uh, The Blues won uh, game one, two to one in comfort-minded fashion. Uh, Fantastic finish to this game. Uh, The first two periods, the Blues uh, didn't play particularly well. But uh, Perron and Bozak scored in the third. Uh, You know, Perron scored off the faceoff in the offensive zone, and they showed uh, Perron and uh, Pareko uh, talking about a set play before the faceoff. Yep. And uh, apparently it worked to a T. Yeah, they executed perfectly. Yeah, Pareko. That one faceoff was one. Pareko gets the puck and goes to the boards, and then uh, pulls the defender over, and then passes, dishes it uh, back to the point to Perron, who does wrist shot go, and uh, through traffic, and it goes in. Not that there's anything. Uh, not that. Uh, not that the play in particular was anything special to cause the goal, because it was a wrist shot from the point that went through traffic. I mean, but still went in, didn't hit anybody. So thank God. And a theme blocker side. And a theme blocker side, right? Um, and Bozak's goal, which I was very happy to, uh, uh, happy to, uh, see him get a goal because, uh, um, he, he, he had been robbed a couple times in that game.
1: Right. We, yeah, we talked was. about this. Everybody knew it was going to be Bozak. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knew. I mean, he, just, I turned to my,
2: I turned to my daughter. I'm like, Bozak's going to score. He's he's, he's yeah. going to, he's, he's had so many chances.
0: Yeah. You know what I, mean. I loved about this and you know, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about the third guy I'm gonna mention here. But the three heroes of that game outside of Jordan Biddington were David Perron, uh Tyler Bozak, and Pat Maroon. And those who were the three free agent signings the blues had yep. last summer. Yep. I mean, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. That that was good to see because so the they third star of the game kind of should have the...
2: been Doug Armstrong.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I'll give credit when credit's due. That's those are three great signings, and and it's funny because especially the first two, Bozak and Perron, you know that was much maligned. People did not like those signings when they first happened. It wasn't until the O'Reilly trade that people started to come around.
2: I liked the Perron and Bozak signings after we signed O'Reilly. I didn't like them before. Yep. I if that right. Everybody we we've talked about this before on the show.
1: Everybody's reaction was that's it. Right.
2: Because that's not a huge splash. It's a they're they're good players. And oh yeah, but I'm um, in had a great year, but yeah, that was, y- you wanted to make a big splash and, and Peron and Bozak, no offense. They're not big splashes. So even though the, the money for Bozak was uh, you know, it was a little up there a little bit, um, line, had scored in the first, um, to put the jets up one, nothing, the blues came back with two in the third, um, something they uh, hadn't done a whole lot of. I forgot the number. Was it they, the blues that came back only twice during the season when trailing in mm-hmm. the third? Yeah. So, uh, the uh great play by Maroon, uh which you mentioned uh having a good game, Jeff, uh on, who carried the puck into the corner, beat a man, uh coming to the zone, then out muscled uh two jets in the corner, carried the puck behind the net and threw it in front of Bozak, who uh snapped it by Hellebuck. 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 I'm too much beer. Uh <clears throat> stick side. So
0: Uh yeah, dude, that pass by Perron. All right, uh Maroon. Oh my lord. That was I am mean, just was right on the tape. That's Shit, I'm not kidding when I say this. One of us could have put that in. That was perfect by Maroon.
2: Uh, the Jets had the better of the play most of the first two periods. Uh, Blues came on in the third and got the win. Uh, Bennington stopped 24-25. Didn't seem... So, fa- huh?
0: Oh, I was just going to... Your first comment you just made there that uh, the, the Jets had the better of the, the play in the first two periods. I agree. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that. But I actually with the exception of uh, obviously not scoring, I actually liked the blues approach uh, that game. I thought, you know, I really think that, you know, in in Winnipeg, the loudest building in the NHL. And then, you know, if you want to include like Nashville or other cities similar, it's, it's good in the playoffs, especially in game one to kind of let them come at you. And as long as you play solid defensive hockey, uh, you're not going to get blown out. And, I think the blues did that. They, you know, they, they say the term weathering the storm and I know there was uh, some chatter on blues Twitter about how uh, I think it was Jesse Hill who listens to the show had written, um, don't uh, weather the storm, be the storm. I get that to but it. But the problem is we all talk about momentum so much on this show. The jets had the momentum. I mean, they're going to in game one, uh, in their home crowd, um, and really, you think about, I mean, if you want to talk at all about the, the, the regular season matchup, if you care at all about that, the Jets handed it to the Blues. So they came in with the momentum, and the Blues just, I think they played really well in that first period. Um, I will say that, you know, at the end of the first, I'm sitting there going, okay, just get out of the period. Just get out of the period. Get out of the period. See what you can do in the second. And uh, yeah, there was a couple chances. Biddington came up big, but I thought overall... Uh, that game was exactly what I expected out of the Blues, and, and obviously they came out on top, which was nice. But, um, yeah, I really I really actually enjoyed the way they approached that game and uh, the way they, they jumped out in the second and third, and as the game went on, just got a little better and a little better.
2: And uh, Bennington uh, stopped 24-25. It didn't seem phased by the trash journalism uh, before the game.
1: Didn't seem phased by anything. No. Playoff hockey um you know just the gravity of the situation i mean he he was stellar
2: uh game 2 uh first period was a this was a back and forth game um i, I personally i don't think this was a very well played game but entertaining for sure uh, a lot of back and forth uh, blues went up 1-0 in the first period on sunquist first of the playoffs uh Wheeler that, t- was,
0: that was a Weak goal for Hellebuck to give up. I yeah. know it was a two on one, but yeah. I, I did not like that goal for Hellebuck.
2: No, it wasn't a. It, this was this was a, it was a strange game. I don't I don't think the Blues played particularly well. Winnipeg didn't play particularly well. Um and the goaltending was uh, this was Bennington's uh, weakest game of the series. Uh, Hellebuck yeah. too. So uh, Wheeler ties it up seven minutes later. So it's one one going in the second period. Liney gives the Jets the lead at two forty nine in the second period. Maroon ties it back up four minutes later, so it's back and forth, back and forth. Sunquist puts the Blues back up on top. Uh, three minutes after the Maroons' goal, that was the uh, five-hole goal, right? I think it was, yeah, yeah. I or, think so. Yeah. Um, uh, anyone still want Reeves back? <laughs>
0: Cause, oh my god, <laughs> um, dude, he's un—he's unbelievable. I, I, I,
2: you, I don't think I don't think uh, anybody, and Armstrong thought he was gonna be this good.
1: No. No, I mean coming into the season, I completely written him off. I mean, we were I, yeah, making, I too. Making jokes about how it took him, you know, fifty feet to just turn a circle, and you know, his his skating hasn't you know, hasn't been a strong point, but he's shown some just tremendous two way instinct, and you know, the the two goals that he scored in this game were just absolutely, you know, clutch, and he that's what he provided down the stretch timely goal scoring when when the blues
0: uh when when the season opened i thought you know okay sunquist he's gonna be like your 13th 14th forward he'll be the guy they call up when somebody gets hurt he'll sit in the press box unless there's another injury he'll get a couple games here and there and that's it uh when they called him up it was early in the season they called him up and i remember thinking okay good for him hopefully he can you know latch on a little bit play well because i've always kind of rooted for the guy i like his attitude but man yeah he's he's turned into a lot more than than anyone expected Uh, except i guess Sidney crosby who didn't (laughs) like that trade who
2: yeah who he called it yeah this guy's gonna be a good player and uh, they didn't like it he didn't like it when they left when he uh, he was moved um so and then but uh ties it back up again with about a minute to go in the second period uh thought this was going to be uh I mean, a a game, you know, you a late goal in the period, tying it back up, playoff game, you should get momentum going into the third. Uh, but the uh, the Blues uh, and Ryan O'Reilly put the Blues back up on top with his first of the playoffs, 3-46 into the third, uh, and the Blues held on to win. Bennington shut the door after that, making a number of highlight reel saves, uh, and you won't see a better pad save with 12 seconds to go in a playoff oh, game. Right? Oh the, my god! The Shifley save.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. The Blues just—you knew that play was going to develop, and Biddington apparently did too. And he was, yeah, the, just the the most clutch save I can think of in you know for the Blues. And wow, uh, Jake Allen's time here. I, yeah. The, the,
0: yeah, I agree
2: with you. Uh, or I mean, the 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 ne- the closest thing I think of it wasn't even a save; it was a double post in the in the Blackhawks uh, yeah. game seven. Yeah, that was that's, uh, that's sort of, of, that, keeping yeah. the puck out. Right, that's kind of that so level of Elliot had his angle. <laughs> right, he did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, God, uh, I just, I I just love the way this kid's playing. I mean, I yeah. know we talked about this was his weakest game, but that save, I mean. And How many goalies just I don't even want to say give up, but but stretch and don't even come close.
1: Right, Bennington was all over it, and oh, and he had the presence of mind. This is the, the the what I was amazed by. I mean, to come across like that. Usually, you're spread so far out, you know, and maybe this is what you're getting at. You're spread so far out that it, you know, you you slide out of position, or you know, it's just an easy chip and goal. And the puck was there between his pads, and he was pu- he was pushing down and sealing the inside. That is a yep. very difficult, difficult move. It was just, just phenomenal.
0: We've said this in the show so many times, that we just love the way he plays. It's not just, okay, he's making the big saves. Okay, it's, it's the way that he is. He just has this swagger about him that I can't remember a Blues goalie having. I mean, maybe... Joseph Fjord? Yeah. I mean, and I'm not trying to compare him to these guys. I'm just saying he takes the ice, and he just does not crack. And I love that in him. He's he's aggressive. He's pushing to, to always make the big save. You don't see him give mm-hmm. up after he gives up a weak one. I mean – Everything about this kid is just so much fun to watch right now.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna use this opportunity too to uh, call out the jackholes uh, that were uh, after uh, Bennington played a couple games and and they were adamant that oh this guy flash in the pan two weeks and Allen's back on the net you watch you watch two weeks I
1: give it two weeks. Yeah, morons. So, he's, <laughs> so you want to talk about you know comparison in Blues history? I the last goalie that had the kind of swagger that he does Brent Johnson <laughs> the last goalie oh. that had the combination of talent and swagger that he has Curtis Joseph
0: that's a good point yeah. actually
2: you're right yeah jo- yeah god I, Joseph was Joseph was my all-time favorite i i i just like the guy yeah and after hearing in <laughs> his book now that came out hearing about how his childhood was and how that was wow I man just Makes you root for the guy and been happy for his success, all that much more. Sad that he didn't uh-huh. win a cup. Yeah, yeah. best goalie, uh, best goalie to not, win. not win a cup. Yeah. that's out there right now.
1: Yep, yep. And, I was
0: I was rooting for him when he came back. Remember when he came back when he was like forty one to back up the Maple Leaves. Yeah, yep. I thought I thought man, this is great. I mean, not that he's going to be a starter or anything, but yeah, he he was a little rough when he came back. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but to uh, put the last point on uh, Bennington, juxtapose the save that he made versus the game-winning goal that uh, Hellebuck gave up. That was a bad goal, yeah, O'Reilly from way yeah. way out. Yeah. I surprised him a little bit, but come on.
2: Yeah, it was a quick shot. It was a quick shot by the defender. Maybe a partial screen, but yeah, that that was a, that's a goal you gotta have. Yeah. That, it, oh, under the arm, right? Um, under the arm. It was under under the blocker. Pad. I under, thought it was under the pad. Okay, I thought it was under blocker. Yeah. Under we've
0: this. we've talked about this on the show before. That, yeah, you know, if, if there's a screen, obviously that's not good for the goalie. But if it's far enough out, usually goalies can uh, pick it back up or you know catch it right before it uh, gets to their crease. Um, and it's just not. He didn't read that well, but I will say, and, and to give a little bit of credit to Ryan O'Reilly, because we don't do that enough on this show, apparently. Um I, uh, the way that that he pivoted in that shot, that's the kind of thing I love from him that you don't see from a lot of other blues players right now. He, he does that where it looks like, okay, he's, he's backing off. He's waiting for his, you know, Tarasenko to catch up to the play or whoever. And, but then he just snipes this quick shot on goal. And it's just, it's beautiful. I love it. And, and I'm hoping we can see more of that in game five, but, We'll get to that
2: in a bit. You know, after uh, game two, I was uh, there was a lot of talk that okay, Blues up two nothing, and they haven't played their best hockey yet. That was a common thing that was being said, which I would agree with. They they hadn't played a full sixty minutes yet, and uh, they hadn't scored a power play goal in the first two games. They were over seven, I think it was, or was it over four? Yeah, over seven in the first two games. Um, had a lot of uh, had a lot of giveaways first two games, but. They're up two nothing, so okay, great. Uh, things are looking pretty good, uh, but so games three and four happened at home, and when we went up two nothing, I, I told somebody on Twitter about it being some about people talking about you know possible sweep being over. I said, hold on. The last two times we were up 2-0 in a series, we lost the series in in six games. We mm-hmm. lost the next four it was l a and chicago mm-hmm. so uh let's let's calm down a little bit now, granted that uh the last three times the blues were up two nothing when they took two games on the road games one and two, they were three and oh uh this is the fourth time, yeah, so they have not and and the first <laughs> two times they i think they swept. And the third time was in five games, something like that.
0: So, Bill, Bill, can you uh, can you say to me what what I always love hearing from the banking professionals of the world? Past, past, past uh, of oh,
1: past, past uh, performance is not indicative of future results. <laughs>
0: Boom. Exactly. Every series is new. It's, I agree with you. No, and I, and I'm, but, I know but, you are I'm but, saying yeah. that, that these people who were saying that oh well you know uh, you know. It, that the last times, they, yeah, because I saw that a lot. Oh, on the road in Blues history, they're 3-0 and they went up 2-0. Yeah, that was teams from 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It doesn't mean anything. So, yeah, I was with you. For all these people saying, oh, it's going to be a sweep, uh, pump the brakes. Pump said, the brakes. Said, this said, isn't no. Columbus we're talking about here.
2: Exactly. And, I, and, and, again, whoa, the Blues haven't played their best game yet. They're still up to nothing. I'm like, yeah, they haven't played their best hockey yet. What happens if Winnipeg gets on their game and we don't get on ours? Then what happens? Yep.
1: That's a great and timely question. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because very
2: if they find their game before we find ours, then what happens? So then, games three and four happen,
1: <laughs> and Winnipeg found their game. They in found game
2: three. They found their game for the most part. Um, uh, game three, Bennington's play early was phenomenal. Oh my God, uh, he, yes,
1: yes, it was. I was I was twelve rows off the ice in front of Bennington. Oh, nice. And, yeah. So you got a
2: front row seat of his performance in the first yeah. period, which, you know, that was that was a great... Okay, a terrible first period for the Blues as far as, like, uh, how, the quality of play goes because they were... Bennington was getting peppered, and he had to come up with three or four beautiful saves. Um, could have been three or four nothing in the first period. Uh, but uh, uh, Perron scores late in the late, first. Late power play goal. To get... To get it was a one and late. And I, at the time, I'm like... And everybody's like this. Everybody says, Mm -hmm. oh, wow. After that period, they can't score on Bennington, and then we score Mm -hmm. late, and then we're up going into the second period in the the locker room.
1: That has to give us a huge boost. Yeah. and It should have. Right. They came out flat. Winnipeg did not break. That's what what I was expecting going into the second period is Winnipeg's thinking, Jesus Christ, we've done everything right in this series, and look where we are. After the first two games... They yeah. couldn't solve Bennington that much, and then, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they doubled down, and so did Gord Dwyer, and made some shit calls. But yeah, I mean, not not that it was entire, no, it not it, it wasn't the, wasn't the officiating, no. but I mean, it was it was bad officiating, but it wasn't the difference in the game as Kelly Chase would make it
2: think. Right, Bennington uh, was not able to stand on his head. And saved the day in the second. Uh, the Blues played like ass. They yeah. left him out to dry. Yeah. Was, no,
1: I, no gap closure whatsoever. Standing around like crazy.
2: Three guys I, below the end red line, mm-hmm. uh, and and the puck comes out to the slot, and there's no one there to yeah. cover whoever. Pareko, yeah, Pareko.
1: Man, I'm I'm worried about how injured he's playing because he's he is so hesitant to make physical contact.
0: Yeah, yes, and I mean they that might be the worst period of hockey I've seen from the blues defense since they've turned it around. I mean, they, they looked pedestrian every single one of them.
2: Uh, there was a fluky goal too, with, the Bufflin's goal off of, uh, Bennington's helmet Mm, behind the unred line. Yeah. Uh, just, just that was not the Blues' night. Well,
1: and that that was perfectly indicative of how poorly pareco's playing. Because Pareko, any other night is you know when he's healthy, he is going to stick to Bufflin, and he gave him three feet to you know basically he was trying to force him to the outside, and Bufflin just did a cutback play. did didn't even react in time and Bufflin wound up turning around, straddled the goal line and banked it off of Bennington's head because he was down too early and yeah. gave him gave him the angle. What's
2: like what are they called the reverse V that the goalies in uh he's yeah. down and had the Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was funny because uh they were they were critical of of Bennington being in that that position when and but Pang on uh, Winnipeg's T- TSN radio. He was uh, on the show when I was listening, and he said that uh, one of Bennington's pluses is that he doesn't do that. He doesn't do the reverse V mm. that the goalies do. He was but, fucking exhausted. Yeah, he, he did it that. He did it on that goal.
1: Yeah, he was fucking exhausted, and he was you know he was just he got down and didn't get back up when he should have, and gave him the angle.
2: Uh, Mandarin melon in the YouTube chat got some chatting going on in the YouTube chat. Uh, says, "Hey guys, quit being coy. Let's talk about how sexy Oscar is. <laughs> them He's teeth. Good. He's them the, teeth. Them teeth. You know, I, I, I was telling, uh, I was talking the other day. I was like, you know what? He needs to get a puck in the mouth." He really does. <laughs> so he can get good teeth when he retires. <laughs> wow. So, sooner or later, sooner or later during his career, he needs to get a puck or an elbow in the mouth and lose his front three or four teeth, and then he can get some good teeth when he retires.
0: Eh, put him on the same team as TJ Oshie. He'll <laughs> take a slap shot to his face for him. Uh, the, and and how,
2: how, as badly as the second period went, the Blues uh, came out in the third. Tarasenko scores later in the third, and all of a sudden, they're within one goal. So it's like, oh, it's three two, and the place was going. Bill, the place was going. It's it pretty was loud, batshit crazy. Yeah. because here we come mm-hmm. in the Blues' third period. Uh, similar to the you know, come from behind win in game one, third period, um, and the in the third period goal in game two. So the Blues own the third period again. Here it comes. No, <laughs> they kind of exchanged goals. Winnipeg got a couple more. Uh, you know, it, what what sucks about it though is that after Travis Enkel's goal. Was it Maroon? Maroon was robbed on the uh, kind of a wraparound. The stick yeah. save by uh, that would have tied the game. That was a good scoring chance, and they uh, yeah. couldn't put it by Hellebuck. And immediately back the other way, right. Tanev scores. Right. That was a big, huge, yeah. huge sh- shift in the game. Yeah. If Maroon scores there, we might win that game oh, yeah. after playing a shitty second period. Yeah. Um. And uh, first half of the and most of the first. Yeah. You know, uh, but that's. So, and that, that's that's a tribute to, I guess, Bennington playing well, and and uh, the Blues. I, you would have heard this uh, 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 recap, I guess, bending but not breaking after the game. If the Blues had come back and won that game, but uh, Winnipeg just had too much that game, so that, that and that didn't work out. Steen scored five minutes uh what later to give the Blues a glimmer of hope, but then Kyle Connor scored for the Jets uh, a minute for that to crush that glimmer of hope. Jets win six three.
0: So. Yeah, that was just – I mean, we, we've we already said that uh, some of the stuff we saw in that game was just some of the worst stuff we've seen from the Blues since the turnaround. Um, that whole game, you know, Craig Berube after that game, um, you know, promised a better effort in game four. I mean, he basically came out and said that they were dog shit in game three. Um, they were. You know, I, I think they, uh, they let the Jets come to them instead of going to the Jets. Um, they should have come out with more fire and now you said it uh the pat maroon chance and then they they skate it right down and score um, i feel like that really defa- deflated the blues you know i feel like even after that goal this team that we've seen the past couple months they would come back and and still have okay guys we're only two down we've already come back we've already cut their lead let's do it again let's do it again but that just never happened i think after that that goal went in uh we just we saw a deflated blues team
1: Right, I, I, you know, I'm at the game, so I'm not, you know, getting on Twitter and you know, looking and seeing. You're what not Mr. Blues are. Hat. No, <laughs> no, not. <laughs> wow, at, I was
0: gonna make the same joke. Yeah.
1: Not at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the Jake Allen uh, fan club come out and say oh my God. If that was Jake Allen that gave up that goal right there? he would be run out of town because that's what I was thinking. I didn't see you that. Know, it's I that. That was the, you know, the most uh, I don't know, distinctive chance for him to make for Binnington to make a game, you know, a game saving save, and he didn't do it, and right. you know it he, to shut the door in the third, right. and he couldn't do it, right. Yeah. Right, which especially right after Hellebuck did it down at the other, yeah, end.
2: right, right, and, and to be honest, uh, to be fair though, uh, he to be, to be fair. To be fair he, uh, the Jets did a good job at picking the corners on their chances, mm-hmm. uh, not giving Bennington much of a chance to make those saves. They put the puck where he wasn't. So, uh, the Jets
1: have been just better executing every aspect. They, they're making passes, you know, pinpoint passes and controlling them when they get them, whereas the Blues seem to make sloppy passes a foot away. If they make contact, it bounces off the stick. Game four, especially,
2: yeah, uh, that game four was uh, that, that was frustrating. Yeah, great segue. Could, uh, only lineup, the lineup, only lineup change in uh, game four was Fabry and for Sanford on the fourth line. Bennington hadn't lost back-to-back games all season, and the Blues hadn't lost back-to-back games in over a month. So, uh, um,
0: before we get into that, I do want to ask you guys, uh, I was actually impressed with Robbie Fabry. I thought he had a very good game. Um, considering Mm. the last couple of times I've seen him, I have not been impressed with him. I think he had a little fire in his belly in that game
1: yes he he should definitely be back in the lineup uh, I, tomorrow night I I mean, there's there's no reason why you keep him uh, out of the lineup with as poorly as Sanford played and gave I, I thought Sanford was ass uh, I
2: I uh I'd rather see Fabry or Blay in there but um I didn't I, I thought Fabry was kind of uh insignificant in the mm-hmm. game I I mean he didn't he didn't botch a lot of plays like Sanford did. He had a few scoring chances from bad angles that he put on net that were relatively easy saves, but and that was really all I noticed from Fabry in that game.
0: Yeah, but, but you know. I think he's he's earned his spot, like Bill said. I think he'll he deserves oh. to be back next game.
2: Oh over Sanford, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I would actually even entertain would you want would you want Fabrian over Blay?
1: Uh yes. Okay. And yeah, McEckern. don't forget about McKenzie McEchern. Right, uh, I mean, so he's, both he's kind of the forgotten guy. Yeah, uh, I I was talking with uh, some guys at work today, and I actually, with as shitty as Jaden Schwartz has played over oh the last couple of games, I want to see them try a period with Fabry up in his spot. Do you know what? I'm Div- fine
2: with that. You know, I agree with you, but because uh, Schwartz has been. He's, nothing.
1: He's he, done absolutely he's nothing. He's the antithesis of Baruby hockey. Baruby wants them pushing the puck north, and every time Schwartz is either going east, west, or south, he doesn't push the play north.
2: The, Jim Thomas was asked about that in his chat on uh, STL today. I guess it was uh, his uh, interaction with the fans. Yeah, and somebody asked him about uh, well, you know, about dropping Schwartz down uh, a line or two in the, in, in the lineup, and uh, he goes, "No, I don't think uh, I'd be surprised the Blues do that." I get the impression they're going to go with the guys that got them there, and I'm like, Schwartz isn't the guy that got you there. No. Schwartz is not anything this season. No, so I don't know why. I why I, I, that 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 was a that was a interesting thing that uh, Thomas said. I was like, uh, I don't, I don't. I just, Schwartz was not a guy who who got them here.
0: Yeah, uh, and and you know a lot of people because I mentioned after this game, um, which we'll talk about here in a second, um, that I, if I'm Coach Berube and I know that this is kind of a, a you know, a big move. I'm not playing Jaden Schwartz next game. He has been, cause, cause you look at, it and, and the, the, the argument that I got was, well, Braden Shen hasn't done anything in the series either. Okay. But Braden Shen had a good season. Braden yeah, Shen right. played mm-hmm. well with O'Reilly and Terrace yeah, you can't, you can't say Schwartz has not done anything right. this entire season. More so on, what makes you Shen think in he's in going second. to turn it around now? <laughs> There's belief that Braden Shen's going to turn it around. Jaden Schwartz. I don't have any any belief that that guy is going to be able to come in and have a big game in game 5.
2: He hasn't come close
1: to even creating a good scoring chance. Not that I, I can recall. No, he subverts them more often than he he creates. He I mean, he just he his instincts are good. His his confidence with the puck is terrible <laughs> and he falls down. He's the new T.J. Oshie. He's not he, he's he's not even uh, uh
2: playing a good, like he's a thief. He on takeaways. He's a, he used to be a great, uh, uh, takeaway expert. He's not even doing that. He's not stealing the puck from anybody. No, nope.
0: I, I just, well, I there's. Don't... I was going to say, there's been specific plays that, that I could point to in game four where, I mean, I remember one time he was breaking in now. Granted there was two guys on him, but you know, the Jaden Schwartz of old, maybe, okay, I'll dump it in the corner. Perron, will go back and get it. Uh, Sunquist will be there. You know, I'll slide it across. No, he just tries and just shoots this shot towards the net that goes, I mean, because he, like I said, two guys on him. He rung it like 10 feet wide, and it ends up going out of the zone. It's like, what What are you doing, man? Like, you got to keep the puck in the zone. You can't be shooting at the glass.
1: And they're they're using him on the power play the, as point on the second power play. Which is tells me one that he's valued too much to actually have him demoted in and out of the lineup. I I, I agree with Thomas's take that it, he's not coming out. But what the fuck are you doing with him on the power play?
2: I think I think Thomas was even saying was saying that he wouldn't even uh, uh, move him down. Yeah, he would just keep him where he is. <laughs> Which I don't I don't get. Mm-hmm. I, but whatever. Uh, the. Uh, Bennington rebounded nicely in this game. Yeah. Uh, from the game before. Yeah. Not that he not that For Bennington sure. had a had a bad game the game before. Right. It just wasn't up to his standards. Right.
0: Um and something that that I noticed about him in this game, and and you know, you could say this probably about any game before too. Um with him having a rough game in game three, again, not that he was bad, I felt like he was challenging even more. He was coming out of his crease, he was cutting down angles. Oh yeah. Um I loved it. I just again I love the way that he has the swagger about himself that I'm not going to get down. I'm going to go out and still play my game.
1: Right. He, he recognized that he was too deep in the crease on several of the goals and he was on top challenging. I mean, the save he made on line a. Yes. Whew. And who, who else was it? That point blank slap shot from the slot and Bennington that, comes out and gloves it.
0: Is that Rasta? Um, Rostlevic, I
1: think it was Rast- uh, yeah,
0: Rastaf- yeah. Rastafarian. Yeah. <laughs>
1: rus's uh, not going to work here anymore.
2: <laughs> I,
0: I thought, you
1: know, uh,
2: I we we lost this game two to one in OT. I, I thought this game was pretty. I didn't. I, I the whole I was watching this game the whole time. I thought this game was just sloppy. Mm-hmm. I by both teams. I, mm-hmm. I didn't think uh, Winnipeg played a I thought Winnipeg played much better the game before. Uh, this this game uh Winnipeg was better. But uh, I have the Blues played extremely sloppy. Uh, clean transitions and and plays were uh, and clean plays were few and far between. Mm-hmm. Uh, failure to clear the zone was a big problem. A guy is trying to go one on one, exiting the zone and not getting it out should uh, should be grounds for benching. My, that happened. Uh, that happened with a uh, 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 Sunquist. Holy shit! We were pinned in mm-hmm. and we couldn't get it out, and we finally get possession, and Sunquist got it. He tries to make a move on a guy, of uh, five feet into the blue line, and he gets poked away, and they keep it in. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Get the fucking thing out! Yeah,
0: so, that, going back to game two, even uh, I feel like their exits out of the zone have been awful.
2: Horrendous. Um,
0: game two, remember at the end of the game, how many times did they iced the puck when all they had to do was just lift it to center? I mean, there was multiple times where I can remember Colton Pareko for one, but he's not the only one nobody so on him got time behind his net and he just turns and shoots it down the ice. That's what teams Dude, do. Now. Look up, that's look what, up. I mean, that's what teams do. At the do. very least, at the very least you can just lift it to center or lift in the offensive zone. And I felt like they were shooting for the empty net a lot too. And that, I was like, that's what are you doing? That's what kill the clock.
2: That's what teams do. They, they ice the puck uh, like, like rapid fire. Now when, when you got the goalie pulled, they, I, they throw it down there every time. And it's like, it's almost like a new strategy, right?
0: The thing that, that I kept hearing too, and I think I don't know if it was Kelly and Pang or I don't remember who whose broadcast I was watching game two, but um they're saying the Blues are comfortable doing that because uh Ryan O'Reilly is a great face off man. And it's like, Yeah, okay. Let's say he wins sixty percent of the face offs in his zone. He won four out of five forty percent are going back to the Jets. So he- if you take ten face offs, four of those are going to the Jets. I mean that's not good numbers. Still, he you know?
2: he, he uh, of the five times that happened late in the game, he won four of the five. Just just for but just to, for still, argument, yeah. I get you. I get you. It only, ta- you. It only right. takes
0: one time. I
2: get you. Uh, I get you. Right, and it's, I agree. It's a low percentage play. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's a two goal lead, different story. But it's a one goal right. lead, and you're like you're just icing the puck left and right, and be, but you see all teams do it. They all do it. Um, yep. and to be honest, with our failure to clear the zone. Uh, Our inability to to effectively clear the zone. Uh, Lofting the puck up in the air, uh, I can totally see us flubbing that and then uh, gloving it down the blue line. Well, and so I slam the thing out. I'm fine with that. Just get the fucking thing out.
1: Right. I, I saw several people pointing out how ineffective the blues were at the lob pass, you know, <laughs> and, and trying to chip it out. Somebody said they were over 63. <laughs> I, just, yeah, just, it, it wasn't effective. The, the jets really, their pressure got to the blues and, yes. and really caused a lot of turnovers. Um, yeah. And
0: it, it- into this game, especially. Yeah. I mean, I feel like right. they really forechecked him and made him make some bad plays.
1: Right. I mean, the in the, the third period, the, the 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 one sequence that stands out is Braden Chen has it on his stick and he has time and he just throws it to the middle because he's so fucking exhausted yeah. because they've been chasing the puck for a minute.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember, I remember one time in particular when uh, Jay Bollmeister had the puck behind his net, carries it out, and looks up. There's three guys coming at him, and he just tries to throw it away, and he throws it right in the middle. And I think it was line eight, ended up getting the puck. Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. I, 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 he might have shot wide on that. I don't remember. But yep. I remember thinking, oh, my God, what are
1: you doing? I know. I... I <sighs> Uh, I just I felt like they were they were shell shocked and mentally fatigued for the entire game to where which, they they get the puck on their stick and they just which is uh, they freeze which is weird because that, like you said the,
2: it was the entire game mm-hmm. first period you shouldn't be tired and, right. and a sloppy play uh, negated a, a slew of transition uh, trips through the neutral zone chances that would have ended up being better scoring chances in the offensive zone uh, it, 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 one hand on the stick. Losing the puck, uh, getting bumped off the puck too easy, getting the puck knocked away far too easy. They were weak on their sticks last game, and it and it was just I, the turnovers for this game. We pull them up. Turnovers, we had twelve giveaways, and Winnipeg had four. Which we've talked about giveaways stats before as being horseshit, but right. I think it was worse than that. Yeah, it was much worse than that. We, we had because the, that was uh, we actually had seventeen giveaways in game two, only six in game one. <clears throat> But I would have, I mean, if you want to count puck on right. stick and uh, us losing the puck to Winnipeg, we had 30 turnovers
1: in that game. Let's see if they show it. This, if he makes the save, it is the save of the century. Oh,
2: Colorado went, oh, oh no, nope, off the off post. The post.
1: <laughs> oh, to the Mike Smith eye. dove I across. Tell and,
2: it. And, yeah, Mike Smith dove across and had his, was on his side and threw yeah. his glove up in the air and it had the yeah. post. Not yeah,
1: reverse two pad stack. You don't see yeah. that much. <laughs>
2: Uh, scoreless game going in the third as in previous games the Blues struck in the third uh, Tarasenko sniped his favorite spot upper glove on Hellebuck uh, just 35 seconds in on the power play I'm like fan fucking tastic yeah, yep. after the sloppy ass game we got a lead in the third period great uh, but the Blues were com- they, the after that goal they played even worse
1: yes. in the first two periods right? Uh, the, the Jets ability to get to the neutral zone with speed, make a pinpoint cross ice pass that isn't somehow picked off and get into the zone with speed was impressive, impressive for the Jets. And just like, how are the blues letting this happen? That That is if there's an adjustment the blues need to make. That's it. Shut that play down because both of their goals were scored. All, way. all,
2: and all, all the poor play in this game aside, uh, the Blues had a lead in the third period. The Jets hadn't scored, so and Bennington was playing amazing. And then, uh, what I mean, I don't like to harp on uh, too many miscues at center uh, that result in goals in your zone because a lot of things can happen between then. But uh, Petrangelo's uh, mischeck. Is what he are you doing? doing
1: what is he pinching there for i, I don't know you I, I, have like you said you have the fucking lead
2: yeah you have the lead uh granted there's a lot of time left you, you but you don't you don't take chances like that mm-hmm. i with a lead in the third period of playoff game misses the check on wheeler and... missed he missed it badly yeah. and he went and he went backwards on the boards and fell down and he's out of the play mm-hmm. and they come down odd man uh they had, they had uh they had advantage uh, they had uh, numbers and uh, uh, who was it who scored? Oh, Sh- Shifley. Connor, Connor to Shifley. Sh- Shifley had a step yeah. on the D, and there was a p- perfect redirect. Nice pass. You can't redirect it better than he did. No, bar oh, down. my God. Bar, bar down. down in the corner, just over uh, uh, Benetton's shoulder. You cannot redirect a puck better than that. It no. was perfect. And I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah. So, and, and, and it took a perfect play. To beat Bennington and to and to send it in overtime and uh and then of course Connor Well, first off, the Blues had that power play with three minutes to go in the game and it was worthless. Right. It didn't they didn't do jack shit. Right.
1: Schwartz the kept getting run through Schwartz on the left point yeah. and wouldn't do shit with it.
2: That that would that would have been yeah, you you cannot you don't deserve to win that game if with three minutes to go and essentially a chance to win the game, you've got a man advantage for two minutes.
1: And you get one shot.
2: And you get one shot and don't generate much of anything. Mm-hmm. You don't deserve to win that game because you had the opportunity right then to win it and you blew it. Um, overtime didn't take very long. Six minutes in, Kyle Connor scores. Bennington makes the save. Uh, on And on the rebound, Shifley slides the puck in the front to Connor, who had been who was wide open. Yeah, and
1: just just pushes it in. But again, the the play coming into the zone, Pareko misses his check, gets just a tiny piece of. I think it was it was either Shifley or Wheeler. Yeah, uh, it was Shifley, and uh, yeah, and uh, a healthy Pareko stops that play, and he just he he yeah couldn't handle it. Well,
0: and then everything about that play. I mean, you know, Bennington makes the the original save, and I know it's it's a it's a quick bang bang play. But, um, I feel like the blues Bennington makes that save. Yeah. You hope he can hold onto that rebound. But um, you got to have somebody just, there to
1: clear it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. There was yeah. no, I mean, nobody had had presence of mind where the puck was and it just, I mean, it was an easy, no, I not want to say easy, but it was a, a quick, easy goal for the, uh, for the, for the jets to, to score there in overtime. And you know, when you're, when you're in overtime, you've got a two, one series lead, you gotta go balls to the wall, you know. You, you, the goalie makes the save. The puck's gotta go to the corner. It's gotta go ice. I don't care what do you have to do to get that puck out of that spot. But I feel like the Blues just did not react quick enough on that play.
1: Agreed, totally. So uh,
2: Jets win overtime. At uh, at least we got a point.
0: Well, it, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Kurt, you you said it uh, when the show started that the the way that game was going, it it. It wasn't like exciting. It wasn't, you know, typically when the Blues going to overtime in the playoffs, it's, oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Get the game started. Let's go. Let's go. I was sitting at intermission just, I mean, literally like twiddling my thumbs going, oh, God, I really don't want overtime to start. Because I knew the way they were playing, unless they came out with fire that they didn't have in the third period that they were going to lose that game. Yeah. And, and I think everyone in St. Louis thought the same thing.
2: And maybe it has something to do with the fact that the Jets tied it and we didn't tie it. Maybe mm-hmm. if we had tied it in the third period, maybe I'm more excited about overtime. Right. But that the, we had the lead. It's disappointing to lose the lead. And in overtime, they've got momentum. They played better than we did in the game. So it's just like, oh, my God, this is just a bad... you know. And was it in overtime where Perron did the toe drag around the defenseman and uh, Hellebuck made a... Uh, yeah, he got yeah. he got lucky. He he went down and the puck hit him right he, right on the arm above the above the cuff of the glove, and uh, uh, and it it it. I mean, if it's up three more inches, yeah. it probably goes off him and in or in or a straight in. Yeah, and it, it was a fantastic play yeah. and just didn't get the bounce. Uh, and then obviously we lose in overtime. So yeah, that yeah it, it, a lot of what ifs in that game. Even though we we didn't deserve to win that game um either the blues played they didn't play a good game i didn't I didn't like their game it was exciting it was close it was a very exciting game because it was close and the blues were up in the third uh there was a lot to be excited about but it was a very frustrating game from where i was at because i just the whole time i'm watching players mishandle pucks mm-hmm. and and not be able to pass the puck uh around the winnipeg players they're getting sticks on puck they're getting in passing lanes they're getting in shooting lanes we just and we're getting knocked to the puck way too easy we didn't uh, we weren't strong on the puck, and we're stronger on sticks. And it, that that I think that cost us enough scoring chances and enough uh, uh, transition plays that that we just it, we didn't we got one goal. Out I, of
0: it. Just just speaking on what it looks like, I'm not trying to say anything about the coaching staff, but you look at the way Winnipeg is playing against the Blues, especially those last two games you feel like the the Jets have really done their homework on the Blues. Like, they're reading every play. They're making the smart play. They're making uh, the Blues just look foolish in the offensive zone at times, and it's leading to odd man rushes or, you know, and, and you look at, and we're going to get here in a little bit, we're going to talk about the top line for the Blues. Um, you look at what players in Winnipeg, who's leading, who's leading their team right now. It's
1: the guys you would
0: expect. Right. It's the Dustin Bufflin. It's Wheeler, the Mark Scheifele. yeah.
1: Bufflin. All those guys. Yeah. They're
0: leading the team in point. Kyle Connor. They're all doing what they need to do. They're playing the way that the Winnipeg Jets management and coaching staff want them to. I don't think the Blues can say the same thing. Even after those first two wins, you look at some of these guys that just are not contributing, not producing. And it's just yeah, it it, it just makes you think. One team was more prepared than the other, and I hate to say that because it's a tied series. But the way that that this series has been trending, it's just not in the favor of the Blues right now.
2: Well, and I think when I think mean, any objective fan is going to say that Winnipeg has had the better to play this series. So I, I think mm-hmm. I, I mean the Blues were opportunistic first couple games, and they did and they they did well in that respect. Uh, got good goaltending. Um, but uh, the top line for the Blues in four games, uh, uh, Shen has no points, O'Reilly two, and Tarasenko has two. He has two goals, uh, both in the power play. So a combined four points. Winnipeg's top line, Shifley, Wheeler, and uh, Connor, 15 points combined. So they are doing their job. The Blues' top line is not. Five-on-five uh, five production uh, on the road has been fine. Game one was two goals. Game four, uh, Game two was four goals game 3, one goal 5 on 5, game 4 none. So I uh, it's stark contrast from on the road and a home.
0: Well, and, I mean we we've it's kind of the theme we've been talking about here is that the Jets are just they've taken it to the Blues. They've they've made them play their game um especially here in St. Louis when they've played here and uh the Blues just have not found an answer. They haven't reacted the way we thought they would. Um outside of the power play I mean, they don't have a chance in games three or four.
2: We talked about Sanford and Schwartz already um, and the general sloppy play in the Blues uh, not containing line A. Uh, his three goals, he has three goals, one assist, and four points right. in four games. Yeah, game and, two, and leaving him alone far too three, often.
1: Petrangelo just f- yeah. forgot, hey, the most dangerous guy on either of these two teams is yeah. behind me. Yeah. I'll just skate away from him and try to push a play where we don't even have the puck. And
2: here's the thing, too, with the Blues defense. Uh, no goals in eight straight games, dating back to the regular season. So, And they led the league uh, with 46 goals by defensemen this season. Uh, production from your defense is astronomically important yes. uh, to a team's overall success. And in a short well, series, that can't dry up.
1: I can't think yeah. of, a, I can't recall Petrangelo with a shot attempt. I can think of his five assists. Yeah, (laughs) talking shot attempts here, driving the play. Yeah, Pareko. I can think of one shot that seemed like it hurt Blake Wheeler. So do that some more. (laughs) Uh, But Vince Dunn and Joel Edmondson are the two guys on the point, and and Bortuzzo are the the guys that are throwing the puck at the net. The other defensemen that you know, I yeah, they're they're they should. Maybe think about passing every once in a while, but put the puck at the net a little more often.
0: Yeah, we, 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 you know, I already kind of mentioned that, uh, that Dustin Bufflin's having a hell of a series. You want, like, like Kurt said, you have to have your defense contributing. And it's not just points. You know, you, you look at uh, the way that uh, the that, has that gotten the puck in the neutral zone, he doesn't look confident. Bill, you've said on the show before that uh, he's he's very hesitant with the puck in the offensive zone. Yeah. I'm seeing that a lot in the defensive zone this series, and I'm seeing it a lot from every defenseman, not just him. I mean, uh, per, you've mentioned Pareko just does not look the same. Bomeister I I thought he had a really bad game four. I was not a fan of his play. Yeah, And, uh, and Dunn and Edmondson and Bortuzzo, they're okay. They've been okay. But they're not driving the play. This is what you need from your defense, and it's just—it's been non-existent so far.
1: Yeah, the my favorite thing to say about Petrangelo is he—he's the best guy in the league at letting a lane shut down in front of him, and that's not a compliment. Um, no, no, uh, Bowmeester. So a couple of guys that have that really stood out to me over the last two games as just their, their game's not there. They, they've lost all their speed. Bomeister, Steen and Shen and Shen yeah. is the most problematic of that group. He looked completely fucking lost in last night's game.
0: Yeah. He doesn't look like the same guy at all. I mean, it, it almost looks like it's not even Braden Shen playing in that spot. I right. mean, granted I mean, O'Reilly and Tarasenko haven't been the greatest players that, that you would expect. But Shen just right. man the, just 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 six games ago. I know. Braden right, Shen was flying up and down the ice. You're just not seeing it right now.
1: The way that he's not skating, you know, I worry that he's got a groin issue. Yeah, I, you wonder
2: uh, how many players you won't find out until playoffs are over. Right, and the, and but, then
1: you know, all of a sudden you hear, oh well, you know, he was playing with a torn meniscus for three quarters of the year. Um, and you, you know, you hear the, the laundry yep. list of all the things that players were trying to play through. Yep, if it's oh, that debilitating, out. Get yeah, the actually fuck out he was breathing during the game. He was dead for 14 minutes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, where the goal has been scored, I tweeted this out, uh, just a couple minutes ago. Uh, we got a heat map in front of us, too. Uh, so if you want to look at it at LGB Radio, this is not our created content, this was uh. Posted on Twitter by uh, someone and I uh, liked it, and so I put it in our outline. I, I don't.
0: Heat map was wasn't heat map your um your college nickname?
2: That's a stretch. Um, <laughs> it was a uh, corn dog actually. <laughs> corn dog. But, um, the uh, the he, it, it's very telling because the the G is on the heat map, and again we just tweeted this out is at LGB Radio. Uh, if you want to take a look at it. Uh, the Twitter account but the the g's on the heat map are where the goals were scored, and then the uh the shot attempts are uh the heat map area, so you can see where the shots are generated from and where the goals came from so all uh, all except for two of Winnipeg's goals in this series were in the in the slot between the crease and the hash marks of the circles, so they're right on top of the goalie all their goals except for two, which one was behind the end red line, which was Buffalo's goal. The other one was uh, was uh, between the hash marks and the top of the circle, so not even at the point. Uh, I forgot whose goal that was. The Blues are kind of we got a couple in close, a couple in the slot, uh, a couple at the point, so we're kind of spread out a little bit. But uh, Winnipeg is generating all their goals from right on top of Bennington, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, that's they're getting tra- they're they're getting bodies there and they're they're slamming pucks home, so uh, that's a problem. I think.
0: I think- that well yeah the the problem is is the obvious one that that you're making here too and and the other problem is is thinking about this on a defensive aspect you look at uh how the the jets are scoring their goals the blues are not bunching up the middle they're giving them that room whereas the jets are not allowing the blues to have that room the blues have to use their bodies and get in there and then force pucks to the net and just keep crashing away at it until you beat Hellebuck uh, in tight. That's what the jets are doing. And it's working. Uh, it's just not working for the blues right now.
1: Yeah. I, I, kind of the, uh, the counter to your point there. Um, somebody tweeting about the same graphic said it's, wouldn't it be nice if the blues had players that they employed to keep players from getting to that area? Yeah. Talking about the defense and how ineffective they've been at keeping them out.
0: Yeah, they don't have the the Dustin Bufflin or even the, the Josh Morrissey who uh, will do whatever they can to get people out of that area.
1: Right, and that's it should be Colton Pareko and Vince Dunn, but for whatever reason, Pareko just is not physical, this series especially.
2: I'm going to say something that uh, may shock you. Actually, I probably won't <gasps> because in the outline you probably read it. Uh, since I, I didn't read the outline. Okay, since so you're winging it. That's impressive. Since 2014, Tarasenko's 24 goals are the most scored by any Western Conference uh, player in the playoffs.
1: <gasps> are you surprised? <sighs> kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Given, given that we didn't make them one year.
2: Given that we didn't make them one year and we haven't gone deep mm-hmm. in, in well, any year.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, 2016.
2: Well, yeah, they, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Conference Finals once.
1: But that was driving Fabry's year,
2: right? And that's canceled out by the fact we missed a year too, right? So um, yeah,
1: good point. Yeah,
2: yeah. So it just
1: goes
0: to show how much goal scoring is well one at a premium, but but um, it just goes to show that this is where your depth has to step in. You know, I mean, yeah, Nico, that that's impressive for him, but it goes to show that. You know, you look through the teams that have been there—the the LA Kings, the Chicago Blackhawks, hell, the San Jose Sharks—they're getting scoring from up and down the lineup. And yeah, the Blues are kind of getting that, but they're just not getting enough right now.
2: I think the real problem for the Blues' troubles are—we should blame the Blues Buzz Kid. Yeah. I think. Ever since he started doing those 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 raps, right. we've lost. <laughs> Just just stop. Just free, stop.
1: Freestyling from notes.
2: Yeah, you, you yeah, you don't his freestyle raps he's reading from notes.
0: <laughs> yeah, those are not that's no, not good. They're
2: that's off. not a good look, man. No, it's not a good look. Uh, d- yeah, that's yeah.
1: Yeah. No,
2: just just stop. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Least popular guy on blues Twitter only because Except Green's. Paul Gackle. Well the, hey, yeah. Well, but but at this point we've until you until that was on the outline tonight, you guys talked about it. I had completely forgotten about it after game one. Oh, Gackle!
0: Oh, Gackle! Yeah, yeah. I was. I was well, still. I I yeah. I made it a goal of mine to get blocked by him, so I kept. Uh, I kept at it. He,
2: uh, yeah. I mean, and actually, after yeah, after game one, it wasn't even. It was not talked about again, which is is fine. Because Bennington
1: shut them the fuck up.
2: Bennington shut them up and uh, was not affected by it. And I think everyone, maybe if if this had happened a year ago, um, maybe it's more, I think people are like, okay, enough of going back into people's tweets from five, six, seven, eight years ago and digging up stuff when they were a teenager to ruin their to try and discredit them and drag them through the mud when they're adults. That's insanely, uh, it's an asshole thing to do. It's everyone says stupid shit when they're kids. Not doesn't make it right, but it's just like, okay, it's a kid thing. Let it go. It's like old people nowadays that, you know, that say stupid, uh, things that are inappropriate and non PC and racist, but they don't think it's racist or whatever. It's just how they were brought up. Same kind of thing. It's just you let it go. It's, okay, they're old.
0: Tysock says, "I bet Gackle's house smells like mayonnaise." I bet it
2: does. <laughs> Mothballs and mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. I bet you he's got about fourteen bags from the grocery store that have not been gone through. That's in his kitchen right now. <laughs> a lot of oatmeal. I'm guessing. I don't know what that
0: means. Maybe. A, uh, I you know what I was going to make a Craigslist hooker joke, but I, I'm just let's just leave it at that. Oh
2: how he got stabbed by a hooker from Craigslist that he hired. <laughs>
0: yep. That is a real story,
1: that is, everybody. That Look is that a,
2: yeah, we're not making that up. He hired a hooker to do hooker things with and he got stabbed by her. <laughs> yep.
1: That,
2: that,
0: how does that happen? It
2: serves him right. I don't know. It, it, I, 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 yeah, yeah how, how, I mean do you, really cuz the hooker is
0: off a Craigslist hooker.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, first off, I mean, why would a hooker stab you? Okay, so you hire a hooker. <laughs> Let's get into this. So you hire a hooker. Why would a hooker want to stab you if you had offered to give her money in exchange for services? Maybe you don't want to pay her. Maybe there's an argument about the 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 fee. Um, maybe. Maybe he was not going to pay for the Uber to take her home. I don't know, but.
0: But stab worthy. I mean, I know that Craigslist hookers are probably not upstanding citizens, but but to, but to sorry for any of you who might be Craigslist hookers and listening to this show, but. I just I, to stab him. I mean, he had to say something or threaten her mother or something, right? I mean, my lord. Or maybe
2: he wanted to do something on the "you can't do this" list that she had provided. Or him maybe,
0: with. maybe that's what he's into.
2: Oh, getting stabbed! Oh, so he wanted to be stabbed.
0: He wanted to be stabbed, and it just got out of hand.
2: Ah, that's possible. Possible. People mm-hmm. know some weird stuff.
0: Paul Gackle, if you would like to respond, please email us.
2: So, so Jeff, if we were to have Paul Gackle on the show, <laughs> <laughs> well, have had, we should reach out to him to come on the show. That'd be funny.
0: Oh, I'd love it. He won't. He'll just block us oh, for even asking. No,
2: him. he's. I. He didn't address any of the tweets, did he? That 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 people responded to him. That about, no, 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 not once. Not a single one.
0: He just started blocking people. So he just
2: he. So he puts that out there, responds to nobody, which is a chicken shit thing to do, and then. Box people,
0: what a fucking tool! Yeah, he'll get stabbed again. <laughs> uh, Tice Huck says Craigslist Hookers was my high school band name. Oh, crazy. <laughs> that's I <like>. pretty good.
2: <laughs> you got knife as a logo, awesome. <laughs> uh, we got a couple of uh, uh, social media fails for this show, both from the St. Louis Blues Lounge making a triumphant return to the show. Uh John Tucker the says goodbye. This is after last game four. Goodbye. I gave up on being a fan of the worst team to be a fan of in sports. Good luck, but tonight tonight's loss sank my ship.
1: No, no, don't don't give him credit by correcting it. <laughs> <But> <laughs> good, luck, good luck, but luck. tonight
2: lose sank my ship. Yes. Okay. That's what he actually said. Yeah. Did, um, do you know what this guy no. will be doing on Thursday? Watching the blues play. And cheering for oh, the Blues. That's what he's gonna be doing. Oh,
0: you think he's a Blues fan? I mean, he said the worst team to be a fan of. I uh, thought he was talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh,
2: I thought he meant Vancouver Canucks.
0: Maybe. maybe. Or or
2: Florida Panthers. They're up there.
0: Buffalo Sabers. Buffalo Sabers. They're
2: <laughs> up there. Uh, that's a. You know what? That's that's a shame too, because that's a good hockey market up there. It is. They they they're they're. I mean, they love their hockey, and they just cannot put a good team on the ice mm. to save their lives
1: nope
2: uh mal rexnick uh said uh shut up with all your negativity look where we started and where we are now the blues have proven us wrong before so let's keep positive thoughts and cheer them on to the end let's go blues hashtag shut up hashtag let's go blues hashtag nhl hashtag playoffs hashtag win the cup Hmm. another one of those uh uh, can't go a day without somebody posting. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything nice at all. Uh, posts, which kind of make me sick.
1: I will yep. say that uh, looking at Blue's Twitter momentarily as I walked up the stairs to go to sleep last night, uh, I I wanted to respond to a couple <coughs> of things, but I I don't tweet angry. I try not to tweet angry, and I think some of these people, you know, just. Don't tweet emotional. It's uh, disappointing. I don't I don't tweet angry
2: either. I think I always I well, no, I always tweet angry. That's my problem. <laughs> right.
1: That's my problem.
0: You, you sound like Bruce Banner. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. you wouldn't <laughs> like me when I tweet angry. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I I you know, I started composing a tweet but I'm like I'm just uh, what it's it's uh, yeah, it it's not going to help. And, you know, it might make me feel better, but I thought it, I don't need to throw it out there. And then I was going to respond to somebody else who was just, you know, the, the world was ending because we, you know, now we're tied. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's, it's not a best of three, best of three, where the home team has yet to hold home ice. Right. We have two away games, Right. I mean, it's like
2: having a home ice advantage when you can when when the home team can't win and you're on the road and you have four games in their building yeah um yeah and, I, I, and a number of people were saying too that uh okay uh time to come back in this series I'm like we're not down there's no right. comeback and as of right now there's no comeback
1: right <laughs> we're changed the momentum
2: yeah right. it's it's uh we're yeah exactly what is that
0: um <laughs> What what are you doing? I don't know. I'm Over getting there. like notifications
2: like crazy. Knock it off. Turn sure off your
0: computer sounds there, sweetie.
2: I, well my computer sounds pump in through the mixer so I can pull in uh, cool audio clips uh every once in a while. You know, like uh
1: like this. Sweet sassy molasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, so I, can I I, uh, <laughs> I was can gonna...
0: I add in a couple more social media fails?
2: Uh, sure go right. You go right ahead sir.
0: Thank you sir. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Um oh that's what yeah, I I'm, thought I... you'd say you dumb fucking horse. <laughs> <laughs> I love that clip. That's a good one. Um, so okay, so uh, this was not something that was really worth mentioning on this show but um Jared Corot was called up the Gold Thunder and I had uh, sent uh, a screenshot to you guys oh, of the yeah, that's right. Blues <laughs> of the Blues Facebook page. Um so that by the way for anyone who's who's a hockey fan, a Blues fan, the best place to just get a good laugh is go on to any of the NHL team, any professional sports team. I'm sorry if you're one of the people that do comment, and that's fine if you do. I mean, I've commented on the Blues things a couple times, but the majority of people that comment on the professional team's posts are the most base layer fans I've ever seen that just don't understand... Anything about the sport. Um, yeah. Uh, so Jared Carrow gets called up. Uh, goaltender from the, uh, the 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 San Antonio Rampage. Um, they call him up because the, the roster's expanded. We've talked about this before. We talked about it last week with uh, the Chris Thorburn call-up. That You can change the roster anytime. There's no... Every day. There's no... Yeah. There's no... Okay, you can only have this many call-ups per series. Nothing like that. So they call up Jared Caro because... You want a third goalie if if the San Antonio Rampage aren't playing, you might as well call up a third goalie just to be safe. It's to, and to and, get work and
2: to not overwork your your starter in practice too. Uh, yeah. T- so.
0: Yeah, you got to figure Coro and Allen are getting the bulk of of practice shots. Um, so, the Blues Facebook page just blew up with people. Uh, goaltending did not lose the game on Sunday. The only thought that comes to mind is. Uh, is, if necessary, does C- Corro come on the ice before Allen? No, Paul Manginelli. That is not the case. <laughs> Think about it. Come on, man. Um, and then, uh, you know, James Enders, poor Jake Allen. This has nothing to do with Jake. Jake Allen's all for this because he understands the sport. Uh,
2: Manginelli's Italian, though, so he's he's not going to know hockey.
0: I know a girl with the last name Manginelli. <laughs> I should find out if they're related. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, there was just, again, you go to the post where they, they announced that they called up Jared Corot. There are some great comments on there. So I recommend checking that out if you're a blues fan, but, but yeah, just, uh, come on people like, uh, it, uh Bill kind of mentioned it. Don't tweet with emotion. I mean, think about it first. Good Lord. Fail.
2: <laughs> Boom. Ah, um, w- uh, that's all I got.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. Predictions for the or, series? Yeah. or Just for tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Um, man, I. You know what? I. You're still negative. I, Stop hey, being I, negative. What?
2: I, I'm. I mean, you know, I, you. I. Know, obviously, I really, really want the Blues to win, but I really have not seen their they have not done a lot to impress me here's what i think's going to happen i fully expect you know bennington and no jake allen's not playing You're fucking people um god uh i expect bennington to be bennington mm-hmm. i expect him to play very well um
1: you expect him to give them a chance to win i expect
2: him to play good enough to give them a chance to win but the team in front of him I have no idea who's going to show up. I really don't. Yeah. I that mean the it's only it's only a good thing to get back on the road because they play they didn't play very well here at home. So go back on the road and uh go back to where you won the first two. Um uh, my heart tells me that the that the blues are going to win tomorrow. Uh my brain tells me they're not. Because because they have not shown me their best game yet. And Winnipeg uh, has momentum. And when the Blues had momentum, winning the first two games, they hadn't played that well. Uh, Winnipeg played really well in Game 3, not quite as good in Game 4. Uh, so I think they've played better. So, I mean, the Blues have to play. The Blues, if, if, if things maintain the way they are now, we're going to lose the series. The Blues have to play better.
1: Mm-hmm. I think, Bill, what do you think? I think they have to make adjustments. I, I think it's tactical, and I think it's also digging and finding more energy because key players have played with no energy, and that can't be the case this time of year. You know what's
2: funny is I I, I, I want to say that it sounds so stupid and so generic and so uh, scratched like a surface analysis, but really i um, I'm just thinking they just need to play better because in game four, they just fundamentally they just weren't very good as far as like just making hockey plays mm-hmm. they, they, they were they were like 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 I just harped on I, I said during the game i I was like their 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 puck, the possession their' handling of the puck is awful right. they couldn't they couldn't do anything.
1: Puck's just bouncing off sticks
2: bouncing off sticks, squirting free off of blades. Uh, like I said before in the show, passes weren't getting through. They were hitting sticks. They were sloppy with the puck. They didn't have sustained pressure um, because of that because they they're they're turning the puck over. So I, I, they, just, they just got to play better. It, I don't think they're mis- – the, the, the huge problem I had in game four wasn't so much a system thing. It wasn't so much a coaching thing or a talent thing. It was just a – they just had an off game. They were just not good.
0: Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm with you guys. You know, they to, to Kurt's uh, uh, hockey guru point that they just have to play better. <laughs> you, you're right. I mean, you're you're 100 right that this is this is not the team we expected to see. Um, I felt like they ended the season okay. I mean, they had a uh, they the Philadelphia game they destroyed them, but um, I thought that Vancouver game they played a little soft. Um, and then that kind of bled into the rest of, of of the the playoffs so far. So I think uh they've been relying a little too much on Bennington to stand on his head. That's gotta stop. You gotta give that guy a little bit of a break. I mean, let's just say the blues do have a long run. You're talking about round one, the, what he's already gone through, what he's already shown. Yeah, he's a young guy, but my God, you can't you can't have him facing thirty-five shots a game uh for the rest of the playoffs i mean that's just he's going to break down at some point so yeah i think i, I i'm going to stick with my prediction i think blues in 7 so uh you know maybe it is the case that they lose all their home games and they win all the road games but <laughs> if that happens hey you know what um it, it it that favors the blues that's basically their home ice advantage so uh, yeah, I'm 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 rooting for that, and I think that's what's going to happen. But yeah, they they need to get contributions from big guys. If Jaden Schwartz is going to keep playing the minutes he's getting, he has got to just not even put up points, just play better. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko has been okay. We need to see him get to Patrick Line level in this series. Uh, Braden Shen has got to play better. Pareko better defensively. All of those things have to happen for this team to win.
2: Ty Salk asked a question in the YouTube chat. I know a season is a success when and only when you win the Stanley Cup, but not saying we're going to lose, but if we do, do you guys consider this season a success because of how far we've come?
0: Um, it's a good I'll question. Say, oh, sorry. No, I was, I was uh, it. it's a good question. No, it's a great question. Um, I am going to say that, uh, that no, I do not consider the season a success because the way that I look season to season is I say, what is the expectation going into the season? When you have the roster built, you have your head coach in place, everything in preseason, you look at the team and say, Okay, what do we expect this year? And I think blues fans have said, you know, it because of the words from Doug Armstrong and the moves he made, we are expected to be at least a third round team. And in, you know, maybe you make it to game seven of round two, maybe you, you know, that's a little gray area, but um, losing in the first round, even though the Jets are a hell of a hockey team, I would consider the season a failure because we were promised big things, and Doug Armstrong thought this team was going to deliver big things. I don't care how they got there. It's just a matter of going into the year, this team was supposed to be much improved from the year before, and if they lose in the first round, that is barely improved from the season before. <sighs>
1: I'm going to say that it's a success because we're no longer on the Jake Allen's number one. Um, So that reason alone, you're you're thinking outside the box a little bit here. (laughs) Mike, Mike Yo's gone. We have, we have a coach who, who knows to go with the the guy that's rolling. Um, And, you know, we got to where we are, we got into the playoffs when we were dead last. I I'd say it's it's not the success we want, but it's a success.
2: It's an it's an odd it's a we got to the playoffs a very we took an odd path to get to the playoffs. Um we finished in the standings exactly where I think we all thought they were going to finish. But like I said it it was a weird way to get there. Third in the division. We I think we all picked that, right? So, um, I would say losing the first round is not a success to me. Granted, I was very happy in the playoffs, but I'm okay. We're here. This team is what it is. Uh, we were so close to to really taking the series by. Oh, I know throat a couple times. Yeah. Uh, well, sp- well, not the in game three we weren't really close to, but we were uh, in game four we were. We were, yeah, had a lead in the third. So that, and yeah, being up three games to one versus 2-2, two, two, oh my God, tr- monumental difference. So uh, I, I would I would say it's a disappointment to lose in this, to me. I would consider the season a disappointment because of the expectations before the season started and then the way the team is playing in the second half and the expectations going into the playoffs um, and the fact that I fucking picked them to go to the finals into my bracket. So that's a disappointment to me that they wouldn't get out of the first round.
0: Um, So uh, something that we should go ahead and maybe discuss, talk about real quick before the end of the show here. Um, So game five uh, tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night um, in Winnipeg, 7.30, Saturday, game six uh, will be at six o'clock. And then game seven, if necessary, will be Monday, uh, time to be announced in Winnipeg. Um, So in terms of our next show, do we want to try and get it in before the next round starts in case they win?
1: Depends on. I think it depends on what happens. You know, like we're not like I don't know. Do are you talking about doing a show Friday or so th- Sunday? Th- so Thursday would be a game. Uh, five, five. It's
0: gonna go. It's gonna go at least Saturday.
2: To set- yeah, Saturday and then uh, Monday, I guess, right?
0: Monday is Game Seven. Monday's Game Seven.
2: So if it yeah, yeah so we we pro if it I don't I would like to do a show before it depends what day it is it depends what's going on I yeah I but if we can make it work yeah I'd like to to do a show before uh, second round obviously at, at the very least we can do a short one uh at some point uh to try and squeeze it in
1: yeah week tonight yeah, I
2: agree. yeah. maybe whatever works yeah. So,
0: um, all right. And then, uh, one thing that I want to add, I know we're, we're getting ready to close up shop here, right guys? Yep. Yep. I'm going to get, I'm going to get all my annoying stuff in before you start trying to wrap up. So I'm going to do that now. Uh, want to point out to everyone that, that in case you don't know, maybe you're just tuning in as the playoffs started. Uh, we are the only blues podcast who will guarantee a show every week over the summer. So whether that starts next week for the blues or it starts in, uh, in two months, uh, we will have a show every week over the summer. Uh, so if you want to still get your hockey fix, we will be around. Granted, the shows are a little different, but Curt uh, and Bill typically do join me for the summer shows uh, at least two or three times over the summer. So uh, if you're wanting your hockey fix, we aren't going anywhere. Yeah. We're awesome like that. Um, so, yeah. And that and so
2: uh, that it would behooth you to subscribe on uh, uh, your uh, podcast app or application or iTunes or Stitcher or whatever, Spotify, whatever you use. Uh, and then uh, our shows will be delivered right directly to your phone when they're when they're done.
0: Yeah. It's uh it's, it's a lot of fun getting those summer shows out. We, we uh, actually gained a pretty big following last summer because of that. So uh, we will continue to do so. So um make sure you tune in for those and and nothing's going to change how you get your shows just subscribe now and and you'll be getting all of our shows for the rest of the year
2: uh doug doug's in the youtube chat said uh, live game seven show
1: <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that would be uh quite hilarious <laughs> oh my god
0: i don't know if Somebody i don't know would if get uh, punched. Oral- handle us live <laughs> you know it'd be funny
2: it'd be funny to uh go to like center ice or something and set up a uh a, a laptop with the with the camera and just put it in the corner mm-hmm. and then have mics but then just like to have just, just i don't know do something where you we're talking during the show but like it's all just like real casual and you got the game going on and that'd be kind of interesting
1: yeah
2: experimental podcasting anyway right I like it's live. Live is where it's at. That's where the cool kids are. Live shows. Uh, We're
0: the only blues podcast that records live. The correct? only
2: the only blues podcast that records live. The original blues podcast.
0: So around that, since two thousand eleven. Yeah, seven years. Else do, we do to pump our tires here. I don't know. We're the only podcast featuring Bill Day
2: Right. <laughs> this is the only podcast in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: The only blues podcast that is also recorded in Kirkwood, I believe. Ah.
2: What are three guys who have never been in my kitchen? What's that reference from, Jeff?
0: I know that. I know I've heard it. <laughs> oh, come on.
2: <laughs> are three people? Is it three people? Yeah, three, three people. people. What are three people who have never been in my kitchen? <laughs> who, are, who are three people who have never been in my kitchen?
0: Uh, i drawn a blank here. Cliff Claven.
2: Cliff Claven. Cheers on Jeopardy! Aww. Jeez, yeah <laughs> he wasn't wrong <laughs> <laughs> nope oh, classic, classic. alright that'll do it for this week's show for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day I'm Kurt Price that will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio until next time everyone in game 5 Let's Go Blues
1: Let's Go Blues
0: suck it Paul Gackle and Let's Go
1: Blues
2: Uh, The Chiefs are at home tonight against Sport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available.
0: I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well,
2: there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St.
1: Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? Only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now oh, there's no more blues, so oh, I'll say Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.